0: Hello, Healthyish Fam, and welcome back. I'm your host, Ali Izzo, and I'm also the digital editor at Body and Soul. So, Dr. Libby Weaver is no stranger to this podcast, and for good reason. The nutritional biochemist has a wealth of knowledge in and experience of treating women and the myriad of issues that out-of-whack hormones can wreak on our bodies. I Skyped her from her home in Queensland, and as usual, it was a pretty inspiring chat. She shared how posing ourselves with one question when faced with a rather anxiety inducing situation can completely flip the lid on our reactions both for our mental and our physical health. (music) Dr Libby Weaver welcome back to Healthyish. Ali, thank
1: you so much for having me. I love chatting to you so much.
0: Well, I'm stoked to get you back in um, so quickly, relatively, although we're now in February, which I thought was a really good time for us to chat again because I feel like this is the time when people maybe start getting a little bit more serious about their health and fitness aspirations or goals or resolutions, whatever you want to call it, for the new year. I think January is just a write-off and that's okay. Um, <laughs> but I did notice something really cool that you posted actually to your Instagram stories. And it was about, um, it was one of your wellness cards. And it was, it was asking us to ask the question, to how we could potentially, if we're in a hard situation, to instead ask, what if this was easy? And I thought that was such a, a cool mind trick to play. Because often when something's hard, we just think about how hard it is and kind of go, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm never going to do this. This is so hard. But I like the idea that if you asked if it was easy, you start to see the potential ways in which it may not be that difficult. Is that – did I read that right? Can you correct me here? (laughs) You can read it however you want to, and that's a great interpretation of it. I
1: love that. When I put my wellness cards together and when I did this particular card headed up, what if this were easy, what I was aiming to do was – to encourage people, I guess, the next time they came across something that felt difficult to pose that question to themselves, what if this were easy, and see what their, their mind came up with. Because when we ask our brain a question, it's wired to offer us an answer of whether we realise that or not. And if we're wandering around thinking about how difficult something is, our brain will give us evidence of this difficulty. So I just thought inst- I wanted to prompt people to Sort of flip it around and ask themselves, well, what if this were easy? Because I find that sometimes when we ask our brain a different question, we're really quite amazed at the answer and then some different insight that can flow. Because part of what I've observed in a way getting worse, and I can't tell you over what sort of time period, um, but certainly over the last decade, I really feel that more and more people expect life to only contain pleasure and no pain but it's supposed to contain both and quite often we're experiencing both simultaneously and it's where our focus is that determines then what we actually experience and our mind is that powerful and we, I feel like we sometimes don't, we, we sometimes forget that and we get, we think that every thought we think is true and it's not so much of what we actually think it isn't even true. You know, people will say, oh, I ate too many chocolate biscuits And then they put a comma in that sentence and then judge themselves and they'll say, Oh, therefore I'm hopeless and I'm pathetic. And I have no willpower. Now the first part of that sentence might be true. I ate too many chocolate biscuits, but the second part, that's just a story you made up, but you usually won't pause and think is that actually true? What I've just come up with. So you just live your life as if it is true. You believe yourself kind of thing. Mm. So I I think it's really important to remember that not everything we think is true. And I think it's really important sometimes to pause after we've thought something, particularly if it's harsh and think, is that actually true? I think that's useful. And then I also think that coming back to the original question, I think it's really great when we're having a hard time with something to pause and think, what if this were easy? Because there there will be things that you are getting from the hardship. There will be new ways of looking at things, there will be growth, there might be new people you meet, you might seek out a solution from a different style of person to help shift things and you never know where that new path will lead you.
0: Mm, Yeah, that's a really good point. So how does these stories that, as you say, we often make up and we kind of just assume are true, um, I do that all the time I think, but uh, how does that mental... that kind of mental habit, and it's a bad habit to be in, but mental how affect the physical and to what extent? Because I know that um, last time we spoke, we spoke a lot about, you know, the the brain and how that processes, you know, perceived threat and perceived anxiety and perceived stress and what that does to the, the physical. So if we're going around like making these stories up in our head and telling ourselves these things, which may or may not be true, probably not, how does that affect our bodies?
1: Dramatically because your body and this is such an important point for everyone in the world to understand i think our body responds to the information we give it so your body can't discern between adrenaline one of our stress hormones adrenaline you make if your life is literally in danger or the adrenaline you make if you've had a couple of coffees and you've got 600 unopened emails it's all the same to the physical body <laughs> so when we are telling ourselves all these stories that aren't true aren't necessarily true usually it will lead to some kind of stress response. And so adrenaline is our acute stress hormone, cortisol is our chronic stress hormone. So one of the biggest areas that's affected is our digestive system, because when we don't, when we're not producing stress hormones and the body's perceiving that we're safe, we have a really wonderful blood supply to digestion and that fosters great absorption, it fosters us to not be bloated, it fosters us to have regular bowel motions and get rid of the waste efficiently. Whereas when we have constantly elevated stress hormones, it diverts the blood away from digestion to the periphery, to the arms and the legs, because having better uh, oxygen delivery to the, your arms and your legs is what's going to power you to get out of danger. So digestion is compromised. And there are mixed results in research, but it's about one in five women in Australia and New Zealand experience irritable bowel syndrome, and food most definitely can play a role in that, mm. but so does but so does the stress response that goes on inside when we're telling ourselves all these horrifically judgmental stories about ourselves. So it's digestion's compromised. Mm. Uh, sex, sex hormone balance is quite often compromised as well, because uh, obviously estrogen's supposed to be dominant in the first half of a menstrual cycle. And then mid cycle, we're supposed to ovulate. And after ovulation, we make a lovely big surge of progesterone if the body feels safe to do that now progesterone's job reproductively is to hold the lining of the uterus in place but it's also an anti-anxiety agent an antidepressant a diuretic and so when we are telling ourselves all these awful stories about how we have no willpower and you know Mm. being mean to in that way and producing stress hormones sometimes the body will if it's gone on for quite a long time or if it's quite intense and it can be in some people's minds it can lead the body to think it's not safe for someone to ovulate Mm. so I won't this month And therefore, you don't get all those lovely, beautiful, beneficial effects of progesterone and you have more anxious feelings and you have a tendency to a lower mood that month and you feel really puffy and swollen from the fluid you're retaining just because you're missing out on this one extraordinary hormone because of all the judgments you're passing on yourself. So Hmm. it's two big areas where I, in my clinical experience, where women can really suffer uh, from those, that's how it can show up physically, two really big ways.
0: Yeah, that is so so true. I um I don't want to TMI this, but, like, I get really blocked up when I'm stressed. Like, my digestion just stops. Like, I'm, like, I'm filled with concrete. It's not cool. <laughs> it's, so
1: it's so common. Other people go the other way. It's yeah. just... Almost like they women all say to me, It's like I'm about to start the hundred meter sprint final at the Olympics. It's like that the intensity Mm. of of, of, everything just feels so intense, and yeah, that my loose stools are a real hassle. So it can go (laughs) on the way, (laughs) Ellie.
0: There was so much good stuff in this chat that we've split it into two parts, so be sure to tune in tomorrow to hear why Dr Libby wants us all to change one of the most vital but also most forgotten things that we do every single day. If you're feeling generous, please be a pal and rate, review and subscribe. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish.